This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Talking about that, there's another thing here. This, when that says God wants to bless every dimension of your life, that's exactly what he means. Every dimension of your life. And so it's interesting here that this is all tied to this. Just another thought here. God wants to bless every dimension of my life. Amen. So when I don't obey this, there's a lot of areas that I'm leaving out. Well, we better keep moving on. If you've got your Bible, go with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And again, I'm going to jump on some area of faith tonight that really, really pertains to the Word of God. Uh, my thought, again, always with the Word of God is you get in the Word and God will get into you. And again, it's feeding my faith and starving my doubts. And I shared a little bit of this a, a couple of evenings ago, but I've had people before that have looked and said, well, we're going to leave the church. We're not getting fed the Word of God. And so I made a comment one day. I said, so I don't ever open my Bible and take you to the Word of God? And they said, well, that's not what I'm saying. And so I said, well, let me interpret what you're saying. You're getting fed the Word of God. You just don't like what you're getting fed. <laughs> now you can tell how good that went over. <laughs> so again, be careful. Be careful. Just allow the Word of God to teach you. Romans 10, verse 1. Brethren, fellow believers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Woo. Wow, what a statement. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. They are devoted to God, but not according to knowledge. But not according to knowledge. So he gives us insight here that I, I may be really devoted to the things of God, but remember the prophet Zechariah said that if... if uh, or no, Hosea said, it's my people, for, they perish for lack of knowledge. So I, I, I've got to get knowledge. I, I've got to get to the word. Well, the only way you get knowledge in, in Bible is to get in the Bible. And then become a doer of the word. Just think about this. The only way you get knowledge in the area of arithmetic is you got to get into the, the studies. You got to look at it. And you got to learn to do this. Now, it's very interesting here. They don't have knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. Now, I'm going to highlight this. I didn't write this, okay? <laughs> but when I fail to have knowledge, I live in an arena of ignorance. We can put every one of our names in there. And so he says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness... That is right standing with God. They seek to establish their own righteousness. Better stated, they're trying to be righteous by my own actions and my behaviors. Now I'm going to give you a little insight right now. If I'm trying to be righteous off of my own behaviors, I'm in trouble. And so are you. That's why Jesus did what he did. So in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 through 21, it talks about that we've been justified. 
we've been made the righteousness of God through Christ. So he's saying here, you can't be ignorant in these areas. You got to know who you are in Christ. And he goes on to say, seeking to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted to the righteousness of God or the righteousness that comes through faith in Christ alone. That's the only way. Same chapter, verse number 17. So then faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. Now the only way that I find in the Bible that faith comes is by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Day by day by day by day. So in order for me to get knowledge on the area of faith, I've got into the get to the word of God. Faith is birthed in our hearts that responds to God's word. Now, in this, in this light here in this area, to grow physically is a process. It's, it's day by day and year by year by year that you grow. And that's the same way spiritually, that it's a process. And so the more I get on a, a healthy spiritual word diet, the more healthy I'm going to grow. And so just because I go to church, just because I have a Bible, doesn't mean I'm spiritually fit. That would be similar to me having a membership to the gym and I go into the gym and there's all these free weights, there's machines, but I never touch one of them. I never do anything. Now when I use analogies like that, we realize real quick how crazy sometimes our thinking is. And so in this area right here, he's talking about you gotta get in the word you got to hear the word day by day by day. And I want to highlight something by hearing the word. God is saying you hear the word with quality, not quantity. I'm going to locate myself with you real quick. There would be days in my life I would read the Bible. I mean, I was a speed runner. I'd read through that thing. I, I could read three, four, five chapters like that. But if you gave me a quiz on what I just read, I could hardly ever tell you anything I just read. How many of you have ever read the Bible? I'm like, I don't have a clue. So I would begin to slow down and then I would ask the Holy Spirit to help me and, and I would literally begin to dissect the Word of God. How many of you have ever read the Word of God and you maybe have read it for 20 minutes and you didn't even get 20 verses? That happens to me a lot. But I don't freak out, you know why? Because I got tomorrow. And I got a next day, and I got a next day, and I got a next day. And so again, take time to get in the Word and, and allow the Word of God to teach us right here. Open your, your heart up to the Word of God. Now, turn with me into the Old Testament to the 119th Psalm. The 119th Psalm, the longest Psalm of them. And so I'm going to go to verse... 130, Psalms 119, verse 130. And I, I encourage you, read this entire, this entire psalm. And take you a marker out 
and begin to mark how many times it will reference the word of God, the truth and stuff. It's amazing what's all in here. Now, I'm going to give you two verses tonight. That's it. Psalms 119, verse 130. The entrance of your word, the word entrance is literally opening. The opening of your words gives light. And when it says gives light, it is the direction of my life. And so he said, the entrance of your word gives light. Now, when I look at this, the word light there, when there's light in a room and it's dark outside, as long as I have light, I can walk around with no problem. But when the lights are out and it's dark, I'm going to stumble. I'm going to hit my toe. I may ultimately fall. And so the entrance of God's word into your life and my life gives us light. And when I stay with that word, it keeps me from stumbling and fumbling and falling in this life. So again, it's a result of the word of God. It ends in verse 130 and says, it gives understanding to the simple. What is the it? The word of God will give understanding or knowledge to the simple. I encourage you in your everyday reading, get translations that are very easy to understand, okay? And then begin to, begin to rotate them. I mean, I, I, I love to listen and to look and to study translation after translation. Now, if you've ever come into my office and watched me study, it looks like a half moon on my desk. I line them all out. It, it is organized chaos. I'm still old school. I still flip to every chapter with my hands. And so I, I can go from the King James, to the New King James, to the Amplified, to the New American Standard, to the Tree of Life version, to the Message version, to the Passion Translation. I mean, I can just begin to dig and dig and dig, and I will begin to find stuff that it, it's like the 4th of July in my heart. I'm, I'm like, golly, is that not good? Well, that's the Word of God. It begins to give entrance to our lives. Verse 131. I opened my mouth and I panicked. Now, when I looked at this right here, this literally stated, I inhaled the word of God and I exhaled the word of God. And so the word of God came on the inside of me. Remember, the word of God is alive and powerful. And so even when we sang the, the, the song, it's your breath in my lungs. It's your breath in my lungs. It's kind of how the word is. Man, it gets on the inside of me and God starts moving. And so he says here, I opened my mouth and I panted, for I longed, I wanted, I craved for your commandments. Now, I don't know if you've ever been that way in your life. Man, I, I'm that way and I, I pray that God graces every one of us that that I begin to have a, an appetite. Man, I gotta get in the Word. I, I gotta stay in the Word. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, I love the word of God so much right now. I'm, I'm in it more than I've ever been in my life. I, I, I can't get away from knowledge. It's like, oh my gosh, I just got to get in the word. I got to get in the word. And so that's God's desire for every one of us, that we fall in love with his word. And when we fall in love with his word, we're actually falling in love with God because God and his word are one. Ephesians chapter 4, back into the New Testament. Back into the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 4. You know, I said this a couple of weeks ago. When I was going through school, I made, I made decent grades. Again, you had to have so much of a GPA just to be eligible to play sports. So that was the motivating factor. But when I got born again, I'm telling you, something shifted in me where I began to uh, just to hunger to study. And so something happens with us that, man, when you get the word on the inside of you, you know, when life comes at you and life becomes difficult, what you put in is going to come out. The only way that you know what's in you is when you get into difficulties and when difficulties come, man, the word of God will flow out of you. That's why it's important to stay with the word. Ephesians 4, verse 11. And he, the Lord Jesus himself, gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, this was his way of building the church. Why did he give these gifts? For the equipping of the saints. Now, that word equipping there literally means to prepare. It means to enable for function. It is never to be a display of a platform for stars. That's not what it was for, okay? But I found this one here on equipping. Listen to real close what this equipping means. Not only does it mean to make fit, fully qualified for service, but the word is used for setting a bone during surgery. The great physician is now making all the necessary adjustments so the church will not be out of joint. Now that was the literal meaning of the word equipping. God doesn't want us to be out of joint. And so he says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come into the unity of the faith. And we got to get to a place of unity, unity in our faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now a part of my equipping is I got to get knowledge. And not only did he say knowledge here, I got to get knowledge of the Son of God. So he goes back and he's trying to explain to us, we got to get to a place in our life where I understand why Jesus came. And I understand what he did for me and you on the cross. And I understand that his blood still marks us as overcomers and his broken body. And so he's saying, you got to get knowledge of Jesus. 
You got to get knowledge of your inheritance in Jesus. Philippians 2, verse 9, 10, 11, it says that the name of Jesus is the name above every name in heaven and earth and hell. And so I got to get knowledge in those things. And so we are to address everything in Jesus' name. That is knowledge that comes to me, but knowledge does me no good unless I act on it. And so this is what he's telling us. We got to get knowledge. And he goes on to a perfect man. That word perfect there means to be a mature man. That he wants us to reach a maturity to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So right here, he wants you to be full and complete with the things of God. Verse 14. That we should no longer be children. That we should no longer be immature children. Now it's interesting right here. He uses the word children. He uses the word babies at times. He uses the word children. So there is a spiritual growth process in every bit of this for us. And so he says here that we no longer be children. You know what he's telling us right there, I believe? We got to grow up spiritually. We got to grow up spiritually. And he's telling us ways that we grow up spiritually. But in the rest of verse 14, he gives us a warning. And he says to be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. In other words, don't be misled. Don't be easily shaken or troubled. Don't listen to the fables of man, the philosophies of man, of human opinion. Strong warning. So was he telling me and you that if we stay with the the trickery of man and the craftiness of man, it will stun our growth. That's exactly what he's telling us. And this was a strong warning. So when I stay with the word of God, I'm going to begin to grow spiritually. Here's a question for you. How many have seen growth in your life spiritually in the last year where you can say, I've grown? How many have seen growth in the last five years? Ten. See, again, what's, what's that result of? So the reason I started at one and went to five and went to ten, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. Day by day by day. This is what he's getting over here. So he goes on to say in verse 15, listen real close. But speaking the truth in love, But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up. So I've got to get the truth. We speak the truth in love. 
I love you, but this is what the word of God says. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. But when I look at Paul's writing here, he doesn't say that there's any other way for me and you to grow up spiritually. Now here's a crazy thought for you. You could be in the church for 30 years and never grow up. Now, what would you think of me being 60 years old if I came strolling through here on a Sunday morning and I had a bottle in my hand? Better yet, what if I had a pacifier in my mouth? You would say, thumbs up with that guy. He needs to grow up. He needs to grow up. What, what would happen if we took a full-grown man that's like 6'6", 250 pounds, and we walk down our children's hallways by the children's church, and I see him sitting in one of those little blue chairs. Now, I'm just using kind of analogies. I wonder if this is how we look in the spirit realm, if we don't ever get into the Word, that we may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. So when you look at everything he's talking about, there's a progress in maturity. It's, it's living in with stability day by day, integrity day by day, the growth for the edifying that we begin to just grow spiritually. And we grow if I'll stay with it. Now in order to grow spiritually, you can't live off of Cheetos and Twinkies. Sometimes you got to have asparagus and broccoli and carrots. And you think about this. Asparagus and broccoli and carrots, most of those are an acquired taste. How many of you, when you first ate some of those, you're like, I'm never eating that again. But I find myself eating things like that not because I always enjoy the taste, but I know it's good for me. It's the same with the Word of God. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Woo, we got to get with the Word. Stay with it. Stay with it. Uh, if you're going to the right there, you'll go through Hebrews, James, and then you'll come to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter 2 verse 1. Therefore, lay aside all malice, wickedness, and all deceit. Lay aside hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. In other words, seek to be honest, sincere, and pure. Live in holiness and honor and get rid of all evil behavior. As newborn babes. Now, a minute ago, he called us children. This time, he uses the words as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. As newborn babes. So the similarities about being born again, uh, being born physically and spiritually are very similar here. And so we're not born fully grown physically or spiritually. So he said as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. So as a baby 
desires the milk that will cause him to grow. Or better yet, the, the baby cries for the natural, it's a natural instinct for a baby to desire milk. As a newborn babe desires the pure milk of the word because he knows this, this milk will cause growth and bring nourishment to his body. Now let me ask you something. Do you have an appetite for the word of God? Peter's words here is, this is how you're gonna grow. And you are what you eat. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Now, when I read these passages again, he says there's no other way. The only way that I'm going to grow is, again, i got to stay with the word of God. Day after day after day. Verse 3. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, a result of spiritual growth. Ooh, I've tasted. I've tasted the things of God. And so just as we acquire taste in the natural for things, I acquire taste in the spiritual too. And so the next time you read your Bible, I ask you to do this thing. Holy Spirit, you're the great teacher. Teach me. Show me things to come. And then you begin to write scriptures down that really speak to your heart. And what you begin to do is you, you get that word on the inside of you. I'm going to end tonight with this. Go with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Way back here in the Old Testament. Now, this passage is a scripture. I read this just a couple weeks ago that Jesus himself quoted this in Matthew 4, 4. Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Now, I, I encourage you to read starting in verse 1, but for time's sake, I'm just going to read verse 3. So he humbled you. He allowed you to hunger and he fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. They didn't know. They didn't have no knowledge. They didn't know. That he may make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now remember, this is exactly what Jesus spoke to the enemy. And so God's word is, is the nourishment to the soul. I do not believe there is a survival of the soul without God's word daily. A, a daily portion of God's word is to be sought and fed upon. It is the pathway of discipleship. And he goes on to say here that the, the word of God is essential, but it also is a key to our survival. Now, this is how much he highlighted the word of God. Over and over, I find this, this in the Bible. And I, I believe when I read this, this is why it's so important that we preach the gospel. 
the only way we grow. But let me give you another insight. It's the only way you're gonna have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 11, six, without faith, it's, impl- it's impossible to please God. For he is a rewarder and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. So I said this even Sunday, every sacrifice is based on preference. And so I've got to get to a place in my life where I said, oh Lord, I, I welcome your word. I welcome your word. Now, in saying this, 40 years ago in my life, this was all birthed. I went to Bible school, and five days a week, from eight to noon every day, they would, dump, they would back this big old truck up, a dump truck, and they would just pour the word of God on you. And you know what you'd do? You had this little fork, and you would eat as much as you could every day, day by day by day. And so for 10 months, I would go and I'd hear the word of God. I'd go in here, I'd, I'd hear the word of God. And that had become something that began to resonate on the inside of me, the importance of the word of God. So just a couple months ago, me and Shell are eating one night. And we looked at each other and I said, I thank God for the foundation that was put in me at 20. And so a lot of the things I speak on Wednesday night are the very things that I learned 40 years ago that became foundational principles in my life. And so then guess what began to happen? I began to not only read the word of God, I would take three by five cards and I would begin to write them out and, and, and I would have them. I, I carried them in this little thing that looked like a wallet and the ones that were just so meaningful me, to me at the time in my life, they were posted on our mirror in our bathrooms. And the more I went on along in life, I would put them on the dash of my vehicle and I begin to realize Something happened when we take the logos, the written word of God, and we make it the rhema, the spoken word of God. And so I'm telling you guys right now, your homework assignment. Start getting in the word, and you get three by five cards, and you write scripture. What scripture, pastor? Well, the Bible reads the same for you. See, this is, this is buried treasure. You know what that means? Sometimes you got to get in and dig. You got to dig for it. And get in there and dig. And I'm telling you, when things begin to come across you, man, you, you get that in your heart. You mark your Bible over and over. And then you want to go a little farther. You start speaking those out of your mouth every day. I don't care if you're an early bird or a night owl. You begin to walk with those. Day by day by day. Day by day. And you begin to speak them out of your mouth. You begin to speak how great God is. I thank you, Father God. You're my heavenly Father. You, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Sidkenu. You're Jehovah Nisi. You're Jehovah Shalom. You're Jehovah Rafi. You're my heavenly Father. And I, I thank you that I can call you Father. 
And then you got to get knowledge of Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did for me on the cross. That, Lord, you said that you justified me, that I, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That you have sanctified me. You have set me apart. You have declared me holy. You have consecrated me. You have purified me. And, Lord, you said, according to Psalms 107, that the redeemed of the Lord should say so. So I begin to speak my redemptive. I thank you because of what you did for me, Lord Jesus. I'm redeemed from poverty. I'm redeemed from sickness. I'm redeemed from death. Therefore, because of what you did, I walk in John 10, 10 life. That more abundantly, spirit, soul, and body. And I walk in divine health that no sickness nor disease come near my dwelling. That you said in Psalms 103.3, not only have you forgiven me of my iniquities, you've healed me from all my diseases. And I thank you today that I walk in your blessings. That you have blessed me, you've multiplied me, you've made my name great, you've blessed me to be a blessing. You've crowned my year with your goodness, my paths drip with your abundance, and daily I'm loaded with your benefits and your blessings. You have blessed me, you have multiplied me, you've made my name great, you have blessed me to be a blessing. Now, everything I just said is scripture. I keep going, but it'd take me 45 more minutes, seriously. And I pace, I walk. That's, that's how I stay lean, mean, and fit to be seen. Man, I just move, move. I'm not boasting on me at all, guys, okay? I just realized the significance in my life. So I, I can't wait to get here in the mornings. I get down in this basement and I begin to walk. I speak the word over you guys. I pray for you guys. I got a big map down there. I'm always laying hands on the map. I'm speaking to the map. I'm speaking to the United States. I'm speaking. And so I... I have a lot better adventures than Peter Pan ever had. I say this to encourage you. Fall in love with the word of God. God's word will work, I promise you. Why don't you stand up here? (laughs) Pretty simple, huh? It's real simple. Bow your head with me. Father God, we love you right now. And Lord, I, I ask that you would grace every one of us with, with kingdom knowledge that you would help us grow. That Lord, right here in this house right now, that you would stir up a desire for us for the pure milk of the word of God. And Father God, that you would grace us to obey Deuteronomy 8.3. That truly we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now Lord, we thank you right now. That you would grace us to grow. And that you would grace us in our faith tonight. And we love you for that. We thank you for that. We give you glory and honor. We thank you that our God is still on the throne. And that the blood and the broken body of Jesus, they still speak to this day. Now, Lord, I pray blessings over everyone under my voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.